I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. Welcome to the podcast. I'm very happy with our guest today. She's been a long-term friend for over 20 years, and she has this incredible background in marketing and actually the fashion industry and being a socialite in the England scene back before she was saved. Then she gets radically saved, and God takes her on a journey where she's one of the people, I think, who define identity and also the bridal paradigm, being the bride of Christ better than anybody I know. She's such good friends with so many leaders behind the scenes and has helped influence them in their core identity issues. It's better than a counselor to have a prophetic friend like Liz because she can speak into your your, your heart, your life in a way that not many people can. And she's done it for some of the most brilliant people in our generation, as well as she's teaching and mentoring people right now in their identity. And she has some great resources. You're going to hear about those after the show. So I got to record an interview with Liz while I was in England at an event, and I'm so glad to get to share it with you right now. Let me welcome Liz Wright. Liz, I'm so happy to be with you. We're here in the UK right now. I'm at an event, and you happen to come out and visit, which is yes. amazing. Yes. Just for the listeners, Liz has been one of my most long-term, lifelong friends, and she is just I, I love her theology and her heart for Jesus. She's changing the world through how she thinks about Jesus. Wait, there's life before you. There's life after you. Yes, <laughs> for all of us, literally. Yes. <laughs> well, we're saying it for you. Yeah. I mean, like when uh, we meet you, there's oh, life. Oh, when oh, oh, so when people meet you, there's life before meeting you. There's life after meeting you. You're one of those oh, people wow. that Thank you. your your how you view the world and how you view God just is transformative to people's minds. And I know Thank that's you. a lot of the fruit of what I hear when people talk about you. Is like mm-hmm. I just don't remember how I thought about God before I heard her or how I thought about his love before I heard her. So there, so it's a real oh privilege goodness. to hear. I mean, I get to hear it from you, but it's yeah. fun for our audience to hear from you. But but we were just talking a few minutes Thank ago, you. and I thought this would be a good place to start, of your own transformation journey, because you've had mm-hmm. so many encounters with God that I would call visitations. But mm-hmm. it started with like one key one before you even knew him. Oh my goodness, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, my life just radically changed in a day. I had been, um, a, just long story cut very, very short, I grew up in a very, very broken childhood with a single mum who was mentally ill. And so I ha- I didn't have um, an identity. I didn't have self-worth or confidence. I was just um, searching for who I was and searching for some kind of security and just tumbled into my life in London at a very early age. I ended up becoming very successful, multimillionaire, married to a multimillionaire, very successful in the fashion industry, (laughs) you know, the whole thing just driven, driven to find identity and security and self-worth. And um, I ended up being 25 years old with clinical depression. Mm. And because I was so wealthy, I I had access to the best doctors. I ended up, um, well, there were two parts. I became very ill with a condition called motor neuron transmission disorder under top doctors in London. They were trying to find out what was wrong with me because my body was physically shutting down with acute stress. Wow. And I had clinical depression. And through that whole process, I cried out a desperate prayer and just said, God, if you're real, help me. Wow. And um, 
I went to bed that night, I was on medication and I decided not to take the medication, the Prozac. And I woke up the following morning and I'd been filled with the Holy Spirit. And oh I had gosh. no grid. I don't think you knew this part, actually. I had no grid for anything. I'd never been in church. I didn't have any Christian language. I didn't know what had happened to me other than I'd been completely healed of clinical depression. <laughs> I was totally full of joy and filled with the conviction to discover the truth about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Oh, my gosh. That's, so I just became driven to study the resurrection. So I studied it like a lawyer, started to look at material like Josh McDowell and da, 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 and just studied it and then eventually came to the realization that it was true, that there was so much evidence to substantiate what I was feeling inside that there was that he is God. Wow. Anyway, fast forwarding, that was in the May 95, 94, January 95, I was on holiday having one of my exotic holidays as I did at that point in a five-star hotel. And I, I got up, I closed the curtains and I just sat. I was starting to like, engage the presence of God. I had no language for it, but I knew that his presence would come and rest with me and begin to infuse his emotions into my heart. But I was still on this journey of discovery and gaining language. Anyway, what happened was um, I was listening to one worship song that somebody had sent me. I had a little cassette tape on a Sony Walkman set back then. <laughs> and... Um, in the middle of me listening to this worship song, suddenly Jesus was standing in front of me. Like physically? Physically in front of me, as physical as you are here. Wow. He was physically there. I could touch him and feel him. And he looked like a Jewish man. Wow. He looked, he was about five foot ten. He had a long garment on, bare feet, black hair to his shoulders, dark, dark brown eyes. And there was light coming off him. And in, in the first few seconds of seeing him, I felt excruciating self-consciousness wow. and I was really frightened. I was really afraid. But then as I, as I stood there looking at him, the light, of, which is who he is, the light coming off his being is love because he's obviously pure love. And it was just hitting me in wave after wave, coming out of his eyes, shining off his skin. And I went in seconds from feeling this terrible fear and self-consciousness of the way that I'd lived so consciousness becoming, you know, coming into me, I became totally whole as this love just bathed just me. Just like instantly, you just became Instant, a different person. totally changed as his light just permeated through me and just began to reconfigure me on the inside, restructure me instantly. I, it felt like I was with him for hours. I have no idea how long I was there, but I, I think I was outside of time. And I just wept. He took me up on a hill. We were sitting under a tree together. And I just wept and wept and wept and sat with him. And he just wow. stroked my hair and stroked my hair. And wave after wave of unconditional love just came into me. And he began to form my identity just in his presence. I just became whole and secure. Which, and one of my favorite things about this is that you had that God encounter where you became whole and yeah. so much happened. Like there's physical evidence. Like we were just talking about how like you haven't yeah. been sick in 20 years. No. Not one time. No. no. In 20 years. 18 years. 18, 18 years. years. In 18 years you haven't been yeah. sick. No. And no. I've, I've been friends with you now for probably how many of those years? 17 years? A long time. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah. a yeah. long yeah. time. Yeah. 17 years. Yeah. And, and in my whole time knowing you, I've never seen even in like, like really tumultuous times, I've never seen you unstable. No. 
ever. No. no. I mean, I've seen you go through real stuff too. I've sure, walked through r- life together. Really difficult. But stuff, I've never yeah. seen you. You've never been shaken from that place of, of peace with Jesus. No. So in that moment, you were transfused with part of His divine nature. Really, that's right. It, yes. Like, through that visitation, which is it's continued. It's a continuing visitation, but you were yeah. transfused. Yeah. And it actually had. Because a lot of times people hear this kind of stuff and they go, oh, it's emotional uh, or emotionalism. But there's like such obvious fruit from a person who had abuse and, you know, dysfunctional marriage and this kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden just becomes as if you never had any of that and you were programmed to succeed from that point on. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. It, it's it's amazing. I mean, I've had manifestations of sickness put on me when I've had you know, well-meaning witches <laughs> cursing me and we've had to break... Our audience may not even understand. <laughs> we've had to break that off, which is gone. It's gone yeah. when we've broken it off. So that's not sickness. Yeah. Um, but no, no sickness at all. Not even the, a cold or anything. Nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing. And my husband will tell you, know. you know, you know, Wes will tell you, we've been married for years. I, I you know, the people in my life. Well, you, I know and too. you know I mean, too. I know too. You know because too. I, I, you would say, I'm going to pray for you because I, I would get right. colds everywhere I went right. for a while there. And you yeah. were like, I'm going to pray for you that you walk into somebody, please. Yeah, in divine hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. I, I think the other gift that he, that the Lord gave me in that moment was um, I, re- I, I experienced the reality that he is peace. Yeah. He is. The Prince of Peace. Is he is peace. the Prince of Peace. And our orig- his original intention for us is that our inner default position would be rest, that we would learn to live centered in him. And so sort of for me, I imagine it like sitting back in an armchair, being surrounded by the arms of his presence. You know, I just sit in rest. Yeah. I intentionally guard that place because it was a gift given to me. And I've learned that it's in that place of stillness that you hear him. You know, you yeah. hear his still small voice, you connect with his heart, you begin to understand the thoughts and intents of his heart towards you, towards people, which is constantly refilling you with strength. Oh, I love and you, that. you keep recalibrating on the inside, you know, all your believe i'm i'm he's left me with that gift of uh being very aware of my beliefs so that i i maintain that alignment on the inside so i'm kind of ruthless to use that word with my mind i i reject anything that is contrary to his word to his intention for my heart i will not allow the world or people to define my identity because i know who i am yeah. Because I know whose I am. Well, which came out of the visitation. I mean, right. one of the main things you do totally. is you help rewire people. You speak yes. and it actually recalibrates people as well. Yes. So what you have for yourself, that's actually what you present all the time with identity yeah. with people, which is, I think it's yeah. just so phenomenal. But let's go I'm here. Passionate. I'm passionate about it. Tell me another God encounter that happened that, because we see the one that changed you and transformed you. Tell me another encounter that actually shifted something in the world around you. Tell me something like, I love what you just told, because it's kind of like when Paul saw Jesus and goes blind and gets rewired, recalibrated and comes back as like a super apostle. Like he, this man who's the least likely man to get touched by God gets launched into this. Even though early Christians didn't believe it or didn't believe it can happen, you know, but he saw Jesus and it redid everything inside of him. Like mm-hmm. restored him to God's original intention. And that mm-hmm. happened to you. Yes. Tell us something that happened in the world around you because of one of these visitations. Oh my goodness. It's so <laughs> my flip. That's such a huge question. Oh my goodness! Um, well, one of the one of the things. There's so many. There's so many. Oh my goodness! Um, I mean, one of the one of the things that the, that Jesus will do with me is He shows me His intention for somebody. He will show me His intention for a company, for example, or a ministry, um, you know, he, or a region. Um, he he. So He helps me 
understand what things look like in their pre-full state, if you like to yeah. use that kind of language. Oh, I love that language. Right. So then we can, I, the, the teams that I would then work with, if I'm consulting, spiritually consulting into an organization, we start to pull everything into that blueprint, into that um, shape, because that's that's what he originally intends and that's what he will partner with is into establish. Um, I'm most passionate about doing this with people's hearts. So there have been so many times where Jesus has given me, it's not, not, not in the same way that you move in the words of knowledge, which is just, it just rocks me watching them. As people are encountering God through what you're saying, you're creating an, an encounter that's life-changing for people. Um, it's a different way, but it's yeah. a sort of facet of the same diamond, if you like. Um, there've been a, three people that just come to mind specifically. I was sharing, we were in worship in one of our, our gatherings and the Lord just began to just infuse me with his heart and I began to share his heart. And I noticed, I knew that the word was specifically for a number of people in that room. I love how the Lord can do that. You can speak something and then it has a specific application to yeah. a person. There was a, a precious lady there and she came down and she was bawling her eyes out mm. and she had been struggling with clinical depression and anger since she was a little tiny child Ooh. and the lord had given very detailed description of the circumstances that this person had walked through this lady had walked through when she was in her when she was about five where she'd been subject to a lot of cruelty and she lived in terror basically she's now in her 60s so for about 55 years this lady's been trapped in extreme cycles of anger and clinical depression wow. and in a moment she encountered the heart of god and she was completely set free oh man you know by countering his heart it's never too late it's never too late we're supposed to be there we're supposed to be in that state right right well i this see you do that a lot so are. like i've yes. known you for years so like even in one of the cities you lived in i remember when god was giving you just his original intention over the city which you're actually living there again now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you were, you were starting to see, like, why the city was formed. And you were speaking to the mayor. You were speaking to, like, the yeah. city leaders, business leaders about their... And they were, like, they couldn't wait to meet with you because they, they just... They would hear, like, the things that would trigger them to not just go into performance, but to actually succeed and thrive. Yeah. And it was such a amazing period of time. And that was probably, what, what late 90s? We're watching yeah, it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a synergy that was built that no human can build. Yeah. Through it, and so there's yeah. something about when you you have these visitation encounters, you you see Jesus, or you see you're yeah. seeing really into what was in His heart in the first place. Yeah, and that's yeah. possible. Yeah, it is. Jesus did that with the Father. Yes, and you're you're seeing that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's you see His intention, like you said. You know, you see His intention. He has a divine purpose, a divine plan for every people group, as you know, every yeah. every individual, every people group, every ministry and business. He, he wants everything under his headship so that Absolutely. he can express his nature through whichever, whatever wineskin structure there is. It's about the revelation of who he is moving through that structure, those, pe those people groups, to impact. Now, can people do this in a non-Christian way? Meaning like they're, they're having these encounters for people who aren't Christians who are still using the wisdom or are still thriving under this? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you have an example at all, or do you, do you remember any time when you've you've helped apply maybe to somebody who's like a the key holder, and they're help they're actually manifesting kind of a plan from God that that you start to see with them? Do you have any examples of that? Anything? I mean, I've I've 
I have advised and worked in different capacities with, with different ministries. Obviously, I've worked closely with God TV. I've worked with Markets Unlocked, which, was a, which is a, um, an online business. Um, I've advised a number of people and I've got the Lord's heart for what he wants to do and um, being able to help them seek first the counsel of God and recognize that his, he wants to be intimately involved in whatever it is that we're trying to build and we're trying to establish. And he wants a value system that reflects his heart, yeah. established as the foundation of those different business entities. And sometimes it's very challenging. Like, for example, working alongside my husband, Wes, you know, they're in the financial system. It's, it's, there has to be a very practical application of the wisdom of God in those industries to make the commercial work, yeah. you know, the commercial entity work. Especially um, in banking. <laughs> especially in banking. But you know what, Jesus, it's, you know, it might rock some people's world hearing this, but the Lord is interested in the financial system. He wants Absolutely. to bring all the mountains of influence back under his headship. You know, that everything, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, right? Every yeah. nation belongs to him. He created everything. He's not just interested in the people. He's interested in the resources. Yeah. He's interested in every institution, every building, every structure, everything um, becoming a reflection of who he is, you know, c collectively. So within the financial system, they're looking at the moment of how do we create a banking system that's running on the values of God's heart? How does money serve people? So... I, we journey daily, obviously, out of, out yeah. of our marriage relationship, wrestling with this subject, going to the Lord, getting infusions from his heart about how do we change culture? What does that look like in a contract between a lender and a bank? How does, how, what does that, you know, because obviously there has to be a, a, a practical application so that people can come in and borrow money, but the money has to facilitate their life. How do they do yeah. that in a non-exploitative way? So again, it's, it's an application of the heart and wisdom of God in that context. So that's an ongoing journey. That's They're almost it. there at the moment to get a banking license that will run on, uh, run on a completely different value system. So, um, so But wild. we didn't realize when we started, the Lord's actually interested in that. You know, he wants yeah, I think his heart reflected through his fine skin. Are probably like, first of all, I, I'll make this observation. One of the things you do in the prophetic role of what you do, like one of the reasons that why we both love the prophetic is that you help people become aware of God yeah. in everything. Yeah. And you help bring alignment or help to bring expectation that there can be an alignment in areas that we don't always realize God's, he's the one who created finances. He's the one, right, right. he is the civil rights leader. He is yes. all these things. We don't yeah. always realize that. But yeah. the prophetic helps establish uh, his thoughts about that currently, not just like the yeah. big principle that God is justice or God is just. But right now in this moment, something's going to yeah. shift because and I've seen you do that over yeah. and over where you've helped you know, and some of these stories are, just show that you're helping people to have an expectation that God loves banking and he's the banker, but he's also right now the banker. Like we can do something about it right now. Yes. And so as we're exploring the prophetic, which is the theme of this podcast, yeah. I think you've done a beautiful job displaying that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, so. like you, it's my passion. Yeah. It's my passion. I think we're, we are so privileged as ones who are in relationship with the Lord that we can, we have access to, to the source of life. Absolutely. We have access to them, don't we? We have access yeah. to unlimited amounts of wisdom and grace and love and mercy and compassion. He wants to flow through us as an expression of his being, doesn't he? Here yeah. as his body and uh, to, to release love, to release life. Well, can you pray that over just everyone who's listening? Absolutely. I'd love to. Yeah. 
Jesus, we just thank you for the privilege of the life that we live connected to you. And, and we just come in agreement with your heart right now. And we, we ask for every single person listening that they would experience you today, that they would experience your presence and they would feel every part of their being reconnecting back to the source of life to you, Jesus, and being filled. Let every single one of their needs be met in your presence today, mm-hmm. Jesus. Recalibrate them. Let every every belief within them line up with your thoughts for their life so that what drives their life is the heart of God, that their emotions, that who they are would be ex- an expression of who they've always been in you, Jesus. Just fill them up today, Lord, for whatever they're called to do in life, wherever they're to, to be, we just... Um, we just bless them. I bless them in their walk and most of, most importantly of all, of their, in their connection with you. Thank you, Jesus. It's your intention that we would live abundant, prosperous, contagiously inspirational lives. And I pray that over everyone listening. That Amen. would be their reality. Amen. Thank you Amen. so much for being on the show. Oh, amazing, amazing privilege. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on Exploring the Prophetic. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, and I want to encourage you to continue the conversation with us. Go to our website, www.bowlesministries.com. Also, let's continue the conversation together on our Facebook page. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe to it. Join me next time where we explore the prophetic together. <laughs>